Hello and welcome to the All-American Maker Podcast. My name is Brendan Hobble, and today my guest is Brandon Farrell, who is the owner and maker of Buffalo Brewfab in Buffalo, New York. In this episode of All-American Maker, Brandon and I will be talking about balancing your home and work life, and how we as makers come up with the ideas that we do. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So I'm here with Brandon Farrell with Buffalo Brew Fab here in Buffalo, New York. And uh, we're just gonna talk a little bit today about uh, what he makes and uh, the maker life and what that means to him. So thanks for being on the podcast. No, thank you, appreciate it. And uh, I guess just give us a little background on how you got into uh, into making stuff and yeah, like um, what thrust you into that? Yeah, so when I was 18, I graduated high school, and my father's like, well, if you're not going to college, you're going to learn the family skill. And mm-hmm. that was actually, you know, metalworking. Um, it's kind of funny because one side of the family is in the beer industry, okay. and the other side's in the metal industry. So it's like almost Perfect like a like, partnership. I put it right <laughs> together. Um, so I was in the metal industry for 10 years for a company, and then I actually moved down to Florida for a couple months and hmm. built brewing tanks. So I sort of learned the get-goes of that and then moved back and um, went back to the same company I worked for and then, you know, you know, happily ever after, I decided to part ways and took this job and started building it stuff as a, you know, a hobby and mm-hmm. it sort of took off from there. From starting with the keg table, from being like 12 gates ruined to be my first big customer, I did the whole tap room. That's awesome. <laughs> um, then pretty much it started off with the Steel Bomb Brewery where they opened up and I did a lot of the railings, I did the keg urinals, I did the keg sinks, mm-hmm. um, I worked on their brewing tanks, uh, signs, fire pits, yeah, wow. they, they keep me busy. Like uh, the guys at Steel Bomb Brewery, they, they are a great group of guys over there that have a great imagination where they like to create these fun, you know, pieces of art pretty much and yeah. I'm there to build a farm, you know, so, you know, between them and then I, you know, I, I horse heads brewing, I, you know, did their whole brewery from inside out and then the keg urinal, it's, it's all over the U.S., three different countries, mm-hmm. it's something that has yet to die out, so, which right. is huge. So we try to, you know, do a lot of brew decor, we do a lot of home decor, we build giraffe towers, mm-hmm. um, we do mobile welding. Um, pretty much if it's something that you know you have in your mind you come in here we sort of spitball ideas and we try to bring it to life out of steel that's um, awesome yeah it's 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 a fun gig do you like like where do you see this going because like right now you're working out of a, a garage yeah. pretty much and um i mean i'm working on right now um a draft tower department where mm-hmm. i think it might take this business to the next level okay um we're gonna start building custom draft towers you know pretty much big arts of work, you know, yeah. pouring beer. Um, so when it comes to that, we're gonna be doing installing, cleaning, you know, so I think once that take, kicks off, then I think we'll be scooting out of here into a bigger shop to take on bigger projects because sometimes these draft towers are one to 35 taps, you know, so those yeah, yeah. will be big, you know. Like I said, I did the 25 uh, tap draft tower at Steelbound and that thing was monstrous, you know, so. And uh, yeah, so once that kicks off, you know, that, that'll be huge and we might have to expand and 
we did the axling cage for a hatchet and hops. Oh yeah. Axle wagon. So nice. we had this thing. We had that in here. So once that was in here, you had no room. Right. You know. So some days there's no room to walk, and it gets pretty you know frustrating. But it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's we're looking to expand and you know grow. So, like. If you could share anything with, like, say, feature makers or people who want to own their own business, they're creative, but not really sure, like, how to just jump in and do it. Like, do you have any tips or ideas or things uh, that you did? As stupid as it sounds, failure's key. Yeah. You <laughs> got to learn how to fail mm -hmm. because there's, I still fail at a lot of things. And that's just, I don't consider it failure. I consider it a learning curve. You know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, like I said, I've built my keg journal five different ways. I've built my keg table five different ways you just mm -hmm. try to figure out new ways quicker ways and more efficient ways to build something where it's gonna be a lot more effective make it look nicer right and uh you know you just when you take on a new project you sort of just you grow with it like uh, even when i built patio furniture for a brewery mm -hmm. like you know there's a lot of things that i would do differently you know you just dive in and just go for it you know yeah for sure and like uh, I know you make a lot of different products and you do custom stuff. Uh, what is it like having like so many SKUs, so to speak, of like trying to keep track of everything that it you're is, doing? It is very difficult. Um, sometimes it's tough just because like when you, you know, in my perspective, it's tough to lay in bed because right. you're, you're sitting there thinking. It's hard to fall, you know, mm -hmm. fall asleep and just think about new projects. Because when people try to come to you, they have they don't know what to do or how to do it so they have an idea and then you look as in for me you just try to think of how to build it and you just gotta sit there and think so not only are you the manufacturer but they're kind of expecting you to be creative and figure out how yeah. to make what's in their mind come to life yeah. and that sometimes you get those customers that not saying that they, they know what they're thinking mm -hmm. but sometimes there's a lot more that goes into a project than just building something sure you know? A lot of people have ideas that you could just do this, but you can't do this because this is this is what's going to happen, and mm -hmm. this is going to happen. You got to make sure you do this. You know this. You know it's you know a lot of learning curves, and sometimes it's tough even holding a job that you actually haven't done yet. You know just because you know you just don't know what's going to happen. You got to make right. sure that you you know add hours where if something does happen, it you have to make up for it. You know so you're not losing money. Yeah. So it's 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 up up and down, you know. But it, but it's great when you create something new and someone has an idea, you just want to build it, and mm -hmm. it can become a fun project. It comes become a disaster, you know. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And like, what is it like for you to partner with other, not just like customers, but other makers? I know we talked a little bit earlier about like having all your people, you know. Yeah. No. It's it's actually awesome because like when you deal with other entrepreneurs trying to you know get their products out there when you collaborate with them it's it's fun you know you get different different opinions different views um, different ways to actually build something and right you know and that's fun to and it's fun and easy to have someone that is available that something you know you, you don't have an expertise in you know it's so like sure like wood I don't like to do wood you know yeah like, it's a whole know, other animal what's what's tough you know, like I feel like I can, if it's steel, I can make it move, I can make it go anywhere I want. You know, when it comes mm -hmm. to wood, I'm like, ooh, I don't want to touch it. So that's why I have a bunch of other companies that I deal with, that, you know, woodworkers, so which is great. Yeah, that's awesome. And 
I'm guessing that like hooking them up through some of the jobs you're getting helps them too. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and it's even great to actually see your product in the area, you know, like mm -hmm. you go to a local bar and see your sign hanging up there or do a draft tower tap handle and just see it places, you know, it's, it's actually a good feeling like, hey, I did that, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because like a lot of your signs, the LED signs, and they all have wooden backgrounds yep. to them and uh, it's like a collective project that yeah. comes together and it's pretty awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so like in the future, how do you see your company growing as far as like employees and like people who can help better your company and maybe take on some of the things that aren't your strengths? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, open to ideas of expansion and bringing people on. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, me, I'm a hands-on guy, so I actually enjoy the fact of being in the back building. Oh, yeah. Let alone being up front and contacting companies for sales. So, I mean, if there's people out there that's interested in sales, I and mean, hey, we can work something out. But that's definitely the, the main thing where you don't need people out there going to get to work. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, like, it's all word of mouth where they're coming to me, you know, which is That's huge. That's huge, yeah. You know, like I've yet to do that much promotion besides, you know, the social media, the website, but sometimes you just gotta put the legwork in, which I haven't had a chance to do it yet, which is big. Sure. Yeah, because I mean, somebody walks into one of these breweries and they see your keg urinal, mm -hmm. uh, it's like, oh hey, I should call him, because you never yep. know, like, reps from different breweries or different mm -hmm. beer distributors might be like, hey, I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> And actually, like a lot of my keg urinals, like uh, if I get an order, I'll, there'll be a lot of female names on the actual order. And huh. some I'll reach out, like, oh no, it's one of my husband's man cave. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, sometimes it's like you don't know what to get a guy that buys everything for himself. Yeah. And if he doesn't know that a keg urinal exists, yeah. it's a pretty sweet gift. And some <laughs> people, like I had this guy in Mississippi that actually called, and he actually had no idea this even existed. Someone really? like, you know, I've told him about it and he's like, no way, and he, you know, called me and we just chatted for like an hour and he bought one for me and, and he was like ecstatic about it, you know, you get two different customers, mm -hmm. I feel like, um, you get a customer that, you know, absolutely loves what you build them and they're absolutely ecstatic about it, or yeah. you get a customer, like, oh, okay, cool, thank you. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I see them every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, which is great, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as they're into your product and yeah. they're, they're, somehow excited enough to buy it yeah because they might not be expressing that yeah but if they're your customer they must really think that your product is good quality yeah definitely yeah. so uh tell us a little bit about the mobile welding that you do yeah so uh, a lot of the mobile welding it, my main customers would be like breweries because mm -hmm. you know they each brewery they have like a they're custom to whatever they brew you know they all have a different you know, ideas and you know, scientific ways to brew their beer. Sure. And then sometimes when you buy a brewing system already completed, you know, sometimes these brewers want to customize them. So they'll call me, I'll go inside the tanks and put new ports in for them and mm -hmm. take some out, make modifications to them. It's okay. all good sanitary welding and, you know, it's, and actually enjoy the fact that I'm mobile because I'll come right to them, do it right on site. Yeah. Um, and, um, quick and easy for them, so it makes them, you know, their brew days quicker, so you're not sitting around waiting up for me, but yeah, when it comes to mobile welding, it's just, I come to them, whatever they have to get done, I do it for them, and 
know, go from there, which is pretty nice because a lot of brewers, like I said, they get stuck with the systems that they buy and they just like modify them and whatever makes it easier for them, you know. Are there many people doing the mobile welding? Um, in the area, there's, there's, I feel like there's a couple other guys, but like since I'm, you know, my services are dedicated to the brewers, sure. I think, which is huge, you know, because I'm just a phone call, a text, text away from these guys. So, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you gotta go through the bigger companies to send guys out. Or me, I'm just a little guy, so I just, whenever you need me, just give me a buzz. Yeah, and, and I'm guessing you have a bit more expertise related to brewing than maybe just someone who's like, oh, I'm a welder, yeah. but I do everything. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like I said, I used to build brewing tanks, so I know mm -hmm. the inside, ins and outs of the brewing tank, you know, what their do's and don'ts. Yeah. And then I actually, with the one company I did work for up here, the, there was food processing equipment too, so that's all sanitary okay. welding. So you just gotta make sure you know what you're doing and what you can do, because some people you just can't, you really just can't start popping holes inside of the tank because there's a lot of yeah. interior stuff that you have to know in these brewing systems. Mm -hmm. And they're not cheap. No, they're not. So <laughs> yeah, when it comes to that, it's and you're building these uh, relationships with these brewers, it's, it's huge too. Because like I said, mm -hmm. once you're a phone call away, it makes their life a lot more easier. Right, and I'm and I'm guessing that like they might call you for that. But then they, later on, the company might be like, hey, those keg urinals are pretty sweet, or those brew tables are awesome, or hey, we have this other project, or we want to start a, uh, a second location. Yep. So like business just kind of builds after yeah, that. Yeah, you, definitely, because you got a bit of a relationship, if they trust you, mm -hmm. it's a continuous thing. Yeah, like for me, I make candles, but I also do like promotional films and stuff. And so <laughs> it's kind of funny, but the companies that I connect with, I either connect with one on or the other, like they'll buy candles or they want the media, mm -hmm. but then it usually leads to the other. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, so a lot of times that built relationship of, you know, it started, but then they're like, oh yeah, we also, now that we do business with you, we would love to do that too. Yeah. And so building relationships, I think is huge. Oh yeah, it's definitely key. Yeah. Um, and even like once you build a relationship with, with those people, they'll tell like, their friends and mm -hmm. you know, and like I don't just don't I just don't work for the brewers. Like I did a, a uh, some custom work for a tailor shop, and and his friend opened up a tailor shop and called me, and then I'll mm -hmm. be he heading there shortly to see what projects he's got in mind. Because like I said, there's a lot of stuff that people want, but they don't know where to get it, so you gotta build it for them. Right. Yeah. Like even hatchets and hops. I'm sure they're connected with people that have nothing to do oh, with the brew scene. <laughs> so outside of work and everything, what's it like balancing your home life and work and, and customers always calling and stuff like that? It's it's difficult, you know, like I got a two-year-old at home, a wife, and mm -hmm. one on the way. So, you know, I try to, when I get home, I try to leave my phone in the other room because sometimes it just continually goes off. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you gotta definitely just try to shut it off because you want to spend quality time with the family. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, once that once that alarm clock goes off, it's it's game on um, because you know they won't hesitate to call you from morning time to night time, and mm -hmm. you know that's why I enjoy text messages because they'll just text you all day long, and you can at least you know get back to that easier than a phone call. Sure. Um, but yeah, you know, but though you know. You got to understand, we're being a small business owner. That's 
and trying to grow, you have to be there for your customers, mm -hmm. but you have to be there for your family also. Yeah. Um, which my wife, she's a, she actually has her own, she's a physician's assistant, and she actually okay. uh, sells health products too on the side too. So she's mm -hmm. in the same thing. Her her phone's always going off too, and she works long days. So it's as long as you're hungry for the work, you just make time for it. You gotta make time for your family also. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's like a balance that I've been working on because I've been doing what I do full-time for about three years and uh, lately it's gotten to the point where I'm always on my phone and I, and I really need to work on like setting those parameters and those boundaries of mm -hmm. like okay when I get home I'm off the phone yeah because uh, my wife she definitely appreciates that like she wants 110 percent of my focus versus yeah. Oh, you're on your phone all the time, and I'm trying to have a conversation with you, and yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. It's, it's definitely tough, just because you want it so bad, mm -hmm. and like, when you hear your phone going off, you just want to be like, oh, it could be a big sale. It could be right. You know, it could be more money coming in, and well, but, especially like for you, you only gone full time recently, right? Yeah. Like that knowledge of oh, if I work harder, I'll build my business. And my family will have a better life. Mm -hmm. Like, it's as a man, I think it's kind of hardwired into us. Yeah. Like, and for anybody who's a small business owner, you're like, oh, I really want to grow my business because it means a better life for my family. Yeah. And uh, to really be like, okay, like that phone call, it'll be there tomorrow. Like, yeah, yeah you, you should can, understand. You, yeah. <laughs> But like, yeah, it's definitely, you know, and, and the fact that like you want to grow your business and you actually enjoy what you do mm -hmm. is awesome. Like you just want to, you know, some days I feel like I'm in and out of this place and it's just like that. And like, where the hell, where the time go? Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is great, but you know, some of these, like I said, you just got to shut it off sometimes. And I've even asked other, you know, business, big business owners, like, how do you do it? Like he says, mm -hmm. oh, and they all say the same thing. You get used to it. You know, it, it dies down. Yeah, you know, you just, gotta, you just learn how to shut it off. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, and I've also learned like as time has gone on, like in the beginning, I would take every little project that would come my way because I was just like, oh, it means I'm growing my business. But after a while, you kind of get into the groove of like, okay, you've got a whole lot of maybe it's only like ten customers that are larger customers, yeah. and so you're talking to less people, but you're doing the same amount of work. Yeah, and so. Like over time, it kind of smooths out, mm -hmm. and so you're doing a lot less communicating and more work, yeah. which also helps. Yeah, yeah. It was just big, and like I said, like sometimes I, I'm here all day, and sometimes I'm not even in the shop all day. I'm either mm -hmm. picking up, delivering, talking to customers, you know, checking up on things, and yeah, and your day is gone, you know, and you just want to get back in the shop and start building again, you know. Right. <laughs> You like, you like to see you know your products out there and you know the actual process of the building and it's it's, it's mm -hmm. fun seeing the products come together for sure so how has the process for producing your products developed over time like i know the kegger i know you've made a lot of them yeah <laughs> like and you like you said you had like five different designs so to speak of like progression from where you started to where you are now like what's that like to you know start with it 
and then get to where you are now where you could almost produce one in an hour or yeah. so. Um, I mean, it goes from just, you just, it's a, it's a learning process. Mm -hmm. You, from the first one to the last one you built, like it's, you know, there's even different ways that I try to, you know, incorporate where it's either saving money mm -hmm. by extra material or saving money as in time. Yeah. You know, and then making money just by building a great product, you know. Oh, so for like sure. so from when it comes to the category, you know, from the first one I built it took me days and it's very expensive till now where it took me, you know, an hour hour and a half to two hours to actually build one out, you know, and it looks great and people love them. Mm -hmm. And it's just taking that process and just trying to do what you can to speed it up and build a great product for this for your business and for people to love. Yeah. You know, and that goes with anything. I still with the money that the draft towers I built, you know, I was having some minor issues with them and then like it's one of those things where you just you know, I do a lot of thinking while I'm like just driving, you know, and then I'm driving and think, think, think and I'm like some guy just clicking my head and I'm like, Wow, this is gonna work, you know, I'm like, how come I think of this? You know, months ago when I was building these things, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just trying to you know figure different ways to build things, and you know, it's all about you know how fast you can do it and how cost effective you can do it, and, and still build a great product. Yeah, like what's the process been for you to figure out how to actually like how much to even charge for something? Um, it uh, it all varies because obviously you want to be affordable to people, but you also want to make sure that you're making money. You right. Know? So if obviously you're taking, you know, you're cutting hours on jobs, you know, just by doing it quickly, you're, you're mm -hmm. making money. You don't want to, you don't want to sit on something for days and days and days, and you know, then you're technically losing money. You know, so like, right. so that's why I sort of take pride on my turnaround time because people want the products and they want it fast. And I just make sure before I take on a project, I pretty much I scan through my head of mm -hmm. how am I do. I'm gonna, I legit put a schedule in my head, and when I walk in my shop, what I'm gonna do, where I'm gonna do it, and how it's gonna be done. Right. And I just put my helmet down and start welding, and just go, go, go. And sometimes you, you, uh, you know, you, you know, screw up, and you have to go take, you know. Take take a step back and do repairs on something because you're like, oh man, I, sure. I didn't do that right. Or sometimes you do rush too fast where you like say you screw things up. But sometimes it actually just works out that well where like hey, you know, technically it was supposed to take me, you know, three days to build or more, and it took me a day and a half, two days. You know, and like so that's the best thing. You know, and like when we give customers their turnaround time. And they're more happier when you're done faster than they expected, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, my buddy and I were talking the other day about, like, the mantra of, like, uh, under-promise and over-deliver. Mm -hmm. Like, people will always be happy if you deliver before you said you would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I even just had a customer. I'm like, all right, you're all set. It's like, you're done already? I'm like, yeah. It was a small. Sometimes I'll put the smaller projects in front of the bigger projects just because I know I can just whip them out, you mm -hmm. know? I'm like... Keeps them happy, keeps them coming, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be a small, minor thing, but hey, it's a, a quick buck, you know. And right, I know it's just gonna be take me you know, an hour to do. So, besides putting them in the back of the line, I'll just put them in the front because I know it's just you know, a little time out of my day. Yeah, and it just takes them off my, my you know, project board, which is huge. So, what would you say Buffalo Brew Fab is? So, 
That's a good question. Though. What I think Buffalo Brew Fab is, like we are a business that sort of makes not your dreams come true, but we bring your ideas to life. Mm -hmm. You know, because like a lot of the breweries will come to me with an idea of a custom sign, a custom furniture, um, tap handles, mm -hmm. where they want to separate themselves from other bars, breweries, or whatever, you know? So like- Yeah, because it's a huge industry. Yeah, it's <laughs> huge. And like, they don't want to be the same as the other one. They, they mm -hmm. want to be different to get those customers in there. So that's where they call me to build them, like I said, a custom sign, you know? Uh, tables and chairs and tap handles and mm -hmm. you know something different I was like when you go into a brewery you're like wow that's pretty neat you know like or you should go to this place because they have this cool you know keg jenga or you know yeah something <laughs> crazy along those lines because people like to go to these establishments and because it's a different feel it's not that same corporate feel that you get into your chain restaurants and right you know so like a lot of the bars and breweries they they're even the food is like you know amazing you know like, for sure <laughs> it's like you're you're not just going to you know a, a brew anymore just to have beer you're going there for right. a, 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 an amazing meal you know mm -hmm. whether it be a small plates or big entrees and you know but they have they're all about creating something that's different out of this world different from other breweries and when it comes to the inner decor that's what they bring me in like i said though mm -hmm. custom tables bar stools tap handles yeah signs on the wall you know different odds and ends that goes you know behind the scene of that bar or brewery so and that goes with the same as the home decor you know like we'll do projects that the people want in their house you know whether mm -hmm. it be custom patio furniture um custom monograms in their house signs in their house shelving in the house yeah you know when people have this idea they want they come to me to you know take this idea and bring it to life for them so mm -hmm. that's what i think waffle roof have is and like yeah, it's almost like people call me an artist, you know. I don't think so, but I guess people do, you know, it's... Well, it's art, like, it's another, I mean, creativity in all forms is yeah. art, yeah. essentially. So, yeah, it's a good thing, and like, I, as of now, like, we, I have a good team. I, I consider a lot of businesses that I work with are a part of the team, because mm -hmm. they, we all work together. Yeah. You know, whether it be the artists that I work with here, you know, or other artists that are out there just... You know doing their own thing and so it's mm -hmm. it's definitely a it's a great team it's a great feel and we try to make both we roof have like a one-stop shop like if you have a project you come here and you know we'll just try to create it for you whether i'll be making phone calls for you and you know mm -hmm. I'll, I'll do all the work for you you know just come here and sit down and chat and just see what you see what your plans are and go from there yeah that's awesome and so uh if people want to know more information on buffalo brew fab like how they can get in contact with you, maybe to bring their creative expression to life. Yeah, you can, uh, I mean, the best bet, you can either go to the website, buffbrewfab.com, mm -hmm. Facebook, Buffalo Brew Fab, we got the Instagram. Um, you can even give me a call, a text message, um, go from there. Yeah, awesome, and I, I would definitely recommend uh, people contact you, because your work is awesome, and I'm definitely gonna get some stuff. Oh, appreciate <laughs> and, uh, it. I can definitely see this uh, being in everybody's home. Like anybody who likes beer or anything related yeah. to beer, or maybe not beer. Yeah. Uh, these products definitely speak to you, yeah. and uh, they 
Like whether it's a personalized monogram item or a sign or anything, uh, it brings a space together, yeah, I would say. Definitely, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great day. Too. Well, thanks for tuning in today. If you'd like to know more about Buffalo Brew Fab and all of the incredible products that Brandon produces, check out buffbrewfab.com or on Instagram, check out at buffalo underscore brew underscore fab. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash allamericanmaker and join our sticker or mug club. Also, remember to subscribe and click the bell to get notified on YouTube whenever I post a new video. Thanks and have a great day.